Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Okay, here's what I can tell you. Seven and a half minutes left in the first period. Hurricanes lead the Coyotes 2-0. That is the only game in the NHL tonight. Canada West hockey playoffs after two periods. Saskatchewan Huskies lead the U of A Golden Bears 3-1. And late in the first period, Mount Royal leading McEwen 2-0. The Oil Kings lead Red Deer 1-0 with about three and a half minutes left in the first period. That game in Red Deer. They'll go at it again tomorrow at 7 o'clock at Rogers Place. At the Scotties, Alberta, the Sturmey Rink, leading the Laws Rink for Manitoba 4-2. They are playing the sixth end. Manitoba has the hammer. 780-496-0063. If you want to get in touch, we'll bring uh, Dallas Stars analyst Brent Severin back onto the show. Brent, you, you just told some great stories about growing up in Vegreville and playing for the U of A and uh, in Europe. Let's look at the team you cover, the Dallas Stars. Man, oh, man, they are dangerous. Seven players with 17 or more goals. Yeah, this, this is a squad. You know, when Peter Board took over, Usually a coach comes in, and I've been doing broadcasting now 27 years now. I can't believe it. So I've seen training camps, both been in training camps, and now as a broadcaster, watched a lot of training camps. When coaches come in, you don't really see much of a difference in the way the practice plan unfolds, the way guys do things. When Pete DeBoer came in, and they have camp over here in Austin, and we go out there, and the team puts us up, we get to watch the first few days, and and all of a sudden, you're like, I'm like – Wow, this this is totally different what I'm seeing here. With Pete DeBoer, he wants offense, man. He wants it up ice. He wants defense as all as they all do in the National League. Move it up, good cycles, good moves, pressuring in the corners, attacking, great forecheck. But you're seeing it right from day one. What what's transpiring with this new group? So now fast forward to where we are now. You see that everybody's bought into the system. They feel that they have a chance to win a Stanley Cup. Coming into this season, they asked players to maybe step back and take less of a role when you talk about ice time, when you talk about power play, when you talk about penalty killing. So they're asking a little bit less from these guys. So it's important for them to have those guys, as you mentioned, scoring goals and chipping in. It's just not a one-line team. So that's been important for the squad. And that stat you just gave right there is, is a sure indication that it's working for Dallas. Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, just incredible. And then, of course, let's not forget who's in net, right? Jake Ottinger, yeah. uh, 20 wins already on the season. And it's still relatively young, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. He's only he's only 25, and sometimes yeah. goalies don't peak till maybe late 20s or even early 30s. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell by his record, he's even better now coming in after the All-Star break. It was so great for him to go down and have that all-star break. Before, he was starting to run into a little trouble where he was giving up some soft goals and just something didn't look right with him, right? Even even though the record and stuff, they're finding ways, the stars are finding ways, different ways to win hockey games. He wasn't this tight guy that we saw a little bit, mainly last year we in the Calgary series. I think a lot of people saw that as well. But now he comes back. He was injured a little bit too this year, this season. Then he comes in after the All-Star break, and it, it's he's revived. Like He's got more confidence. He did really good in the All-Star game, right? He, and we, he was, the injury that he had, he didn't get hurt, making some good saves. Then he comes back, and he's strong. You can just see. So he's got 
four wins already. Goals against are under two. He's got a 9-4-4 save percentage, which is amazing. And he just looks stronger. Because as we all know, you know, with the years that I watched, the Stanley Cup and the Star, or the uh, Edmonton Oilers win all their cups. My team here with the Dallas Stars, when they won the cup, you got to have it. It's, it's, you know, it's important. And for Jay Cottinger, struggling a little bit. And when I say struggling, you could just see it. You got to watch every game to see where he's kind of letting some in over the shoulders or not coming out and challenging enough. He's got this big body. But now, tight. Everything that we've seen post-All-Star break has been unbelievable. And he, he's a big cog in this, and, and they believe in him. He's a kid that's got a lot of confidence, very mature. Even when he was sent down a couple of years ago, uh, he was pissed. Like, you could just see it. He, the determination when we talked to him as he was leaving to go down to Austin, it was like, all right, everybody, I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be even better. And he did it. He came back, was stronger, worked on his game down there, and now had the Calgary series. And then this season, it's been on and off a little bit, but after the All-Star break, the boys have something to do here, and this is where everything starts to come together for the team. And Brent, I'll ask you one more just about the Oilers coming into town. I, I don't know if there's a lot of hype around this game with McDavid and, and company and the Oilers' recent win streak or if everybody's yep. still breaking down the Cowboys' uh, loss nope, nope, <laughs> in the yeah. playoffs. But tell me about the anticipation <laughs> for this game. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, even with the Stars, when you look at their schedule okay, coming forward, they have Edmonton, then they have a back-to-back with Boston and the New York Rangers. They got Carolina on Saturday again, Colorado and Winnipeg to finish off the month, as well as the New York Islanders. This is a big time. When you, when you look at the Stars and what they've done against non-playoff teams, has been pretty exceptional, right? 700 hockey. When they've played against teams that are in playoffs and higher-level teams, they're a little bit above 500. So they're trying to change that. So starting with the Edmonton Oilers and what they've done, they're very well aware of it. And everybody that that watches hockey knows, of course, who Connor McDavid is. So they're going to come out and watch him and be excited. Hockey is a second-tier, third-tier maybe in this city. For me, it's my life. And for the fans around here, we got a – very small but passionate group of fans that will watch this game. And as they progress and as they get as it builds towards playoff, they understand that this team is going to be a contender. So this starts really with this game against the Edmonton Oilers. It's an important game for the Stars. It's an important game for the coaching staff. And for the fans, we're going to be fired up, fired up, and uh, ready to watch this one. So it's a big start for the Dallas team moving forward this month so they can kind of propel themselves moving forward into playoffs. Brent, this was absolutely great having you uh, on the show. I hope friends and family in the Vegaville area are listening tonight. And uh, man, oh man, you, we're going to have to have you on it, uh, on again. I love your storytelling and I love your perspective. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. Everybody enjoy the game. It should be fun. And uh, you never know, we may even see an Edmonton, uh, another Edmonton Dallas Stars playoff first round. Yeah, well, wouldn't that be a throwback for sure? Thanks, Brent. That is Brent Severin checking in. Man, that, that was awesome stuff. He's a stars analyst with Bali Sports Southwest. And uh, as he told you, uh, I mean, we talk about the Oilers going through a stretch of games here. He says, hey, this is a tough stretch of games for the stars coming up that's going to be used as kind of a measuring stick. He mentioned, you know, they're playing the Rangers, playing Boston, Colorado, some other really good teams. So some storylines to keep an eye on tomorrow. It is 1130 for the faceoff show. Game at one. Calvin Pick 
record will be in net for your Edmonton Oilers. Um, we do have another guest coming up, but let's get to uh, some text messages here because I think some of you wrote in tonight, 780-496-0063. Kellen, let's try to get a couple in. Yeah, sure. We'll go with Steve who says, here we go again, a coach putting Leon and Connor on the same line, dooming the rest of the forward group to being entirely unproductive. Well, yeah, we saw a long time without Connor and Leon being together consistently. Obviously, Knobloch would put them together at times. I mean, certainly coming out of a penalty kill. Uh, I know he's done it after icings or TV timeouts, but yesterday they ended on the same line. I mean, that's the nature of it, right? Um, All teams switch lines. I think you tend to notice when it's your team a little more. Clearly, when the Oilers were winning 16 straight, there wasn't the need for a lot of change. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the Oilers will have to be better in every end of the rink tomorrow, for sure. Mm-hmm. Maureen texts in and says that uh, she likes that the Oilers are going with Pickard tomorrow. He's been playing well and should be fired up to face the Stars. Let Skinner have what should be an easier game Monday in Arizona and let him get some confidence uh, back after a couple of tough games. That's from Maureen. Well, Pickard's played very well, so I, I think that there's the hope that regardless of who he plays against, you're going to see some consistent play. He's, you know, he's had a good season, hasn't played a ton, but I think you got to give him credit for what he's been able to do. Mm, Farmer Ed texting in says, uh, "Loves the show, wears his t-shirt often. As an old dad, he watched SpongeBob a lot with the kids. Now they've grown up and have left the nest. <laughs> he's found that his liver has become a big sponge. Oh my goodness! If he didn't have a grandson's birthday to go to, uh, to Monday, he would be at the game. But he thinks it's a great idea and it's a cool initiative that the Oil Kings are doing that on Family Day. That's again from Farmer Ed. So yeah, the uh, SpongeBob shirts uh, to be." auctioned and raffled off on Monday for the Oil Kings with the proceeds going to the stallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Nurse Randy texting in and says, the pressure is on Ken Holland to find a couple of key upgrades for the Oilers. However, he is skeptical that he can do it. Uh, his overall work with the Oilers has been middling at best. He has had some big wins like getting Hyman, Kane, and trading Ethan Bear for Fogle, but he has some massive and costly misses like Jack Campbell and Connor Brown. It's really, it really is his own fault. He has no cap space to make a significant trade. I do think the Oilers are a good team and maybe could even win the Stanley Cup, but I don't consider them a top-tier contender as they simply aren't deep or mean enough at forward. That's from Nurse Randy. I uh, appreciate that text. Um, I would say, yeah, well thought out. I appreciate that. I, I, I would say trading for Matthias Ekholm is, is a win, just off the top of my head for stuff Ken Holland has done. You know, certainly fair comment on on Jack Campbell and, and Connor Brown not just not scoring this season, but he's going to be owed money next year. Yeah, I, I get that criticism for sure. Let's do one more, Kellen. Mm. Paul E. texting in says, Oilers should stand pat at the deadline. The top contenders haven't fallen off yet and are due for a slump. We'll be, we'll be right to take their spot when they do slump. Okay, fair enough. All right, we better break. I appreciate those, everybody. Thanks for writing in, 780-496-0063. We're going to update a great Edmonton tradition when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. 
All right, now into the third period in Saskatoon. The Saskatchewan Huskies leading the U of A Golden Bears 3-1 in game one of their best of three Canada West Hockey quarterfinal. McEwen trailing Mount Royal 2-0 after the first period in Calgary. Oil Kings first intermission, a 1-0 lead in Red Deer. And after one, Coyotes trailing Arizona, or pardon me, Coyotes are Arizona. Coyotes trailing the Hurricanes 2-1. That's the only game in the NHL. A little more hockey talk here at the uh, Terwilliger Rec Center, the Family Day Classic. Steve Sterdachny is there. Steve, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing good, Reed. Uh, thank you very much for having us on. Thanks for popping on. I, I know in the past I've uh, I've have had the pleasure of doing my show from the tournament, but we'll settle for a phone call tonight. Uh, how many years now for the Family Day Classic? Yeah, we're entering our our thirteenth. It's our thirteenth annual Stollery Family Day Classic, uh, powered by NMAX as our title sponsor. It's it's unbelievable, Reed. Like you've been a big supporter and you've been here live, and it's uh it's hard to believe it's been thirteen years, but it's been uh been an amazing community event and an amazing event uh, all this time and it's it's great that uh, you guys support it so well well remind everybody uh, the format of the tournament and how many teams are there because when I've been there uh, just the uh, <laughs> the buzz of activity going on has been pretty incredible I tell you yeah it's true we um, you know we only accept 82 teams about 1600 players that come from all over Edmonton Alberta Saskatchewan uh, to play in this tournament. We have over about 650 teams every year that try to apply and try to get in, but uh, we always limit it to the 82, and it's basically the max capacity that we can do at the beautiful Twilliger Recreation Center. It's uh, four sheets of ice, and it basically started at 8 a.m. this morning, and it runs straight through to about 9 to 10 o'clock on Monday night on Holiday Monday. And uh, what makes the format kind of unique is it's – you know, when we started this 13, 13 years ago, it was it was kind of funny because we've got like a non-contact format that's high octane and uh, lots of offense, as well as uh, you know penalty shots and shootouts beside the outcomes of the game. Um, a lot of things that you know got morphed into the NHL into hockey as we know it. Uh, kind of uh, adopted the format that we did, and uh, you know it's a non-contact format too with a lot of skating and a lot of action, and um, it, you know it, it's really an amazing event for hockey players and to promote healthy living but more importantly all the players and all the teams um first of all you know they get to play the, the greatest game in the world hockey but uh they get to think about others and what they do is they go out to their friends their family their grandparents um their community and they raise a few dollars but more importantly awareness for the scholarly children's hospital and uh you know it's been an amazing thing that uh, the kids are learning to care about other kids and think about others. And, you know, our, our, our theme has been playing for healthy kids and that's healthy kids staying active in sport and staying off their electronics and staying active in a team environment, but more importantly, playing for kids that aren't fortunate enough to be healthy that are in the Stollery Children's Hospital as we speak, um, which without a doubt is not just uh, not just a place to, to raise money for and awareness, it's a place that allows our society and our children to grow up safe and, and to overcome sickness. And, uh, you know, this year's, this year's cause is pediatric oncology and you know kids that are fighting cancer and uh we we have a lot of people that have been very closely connected to the to the tournament that are are fighting uh fighting you know with leukemia and 
childhood cancer and we're, we're just really playing to support and acknowledge them and help the hospital but also help the people within the hospital yeah well steve it's some of the the, the fundraising stories uh you've you've provided to me to tell over the years have been incredible as well so familydayclassic.com i'll direct people to the website as well to find out more get the schedules but basically pretty much any time uh, what, what, are, what are the hours every day again? Like oh, pretty much any time well, during the well, day. Well, basically, you can go yeah. It, yeah. It, what this is about, Reed, is not just about hockey and the Solary Children's Hospital. It's about family and community. And as you know, you've been fortunate enough. We've been fortunate enough to have you here many times. Um, it's a weekend for the entire family. So it's in the beautiful Twilliger Recreation Center. It's open to everybody. There's not just great hockey going on all day, every day. There's balloons. There's face painting. There's family activities. There's an incredible silent auction with literally the best hockey jerseys from Kale McCarr to Austin Matthews to uh, Kucherov to Skinner to Nuge to Elias Peterson to Quinn Hughes and every golf course that you possibly can imagine, private golf courses, that is like the Windermere Golf and Country Club, amazing, the Mayfair, Blackhawk, dinner, dinners at 19 and Hearts and the Century Hospitality Group, there's something for absolutely everybody to enjoy it. And, we, you know, we highly encourage them to come down, and there's a 50-50. One of the things that your listeners, we, we'd really appreciate that helps, um, you know, make this happen is, you know, follow us at Fam Day Classic uh, um, on X and as well as on Instagram. And, you know, these, these, these people in this community make this happen. And, you know, we're just very grateful that uh, the community has embraced this. And to date, we've raised $4.2 million for the Salary Children's Hospital in hockey. And, uh, you know, this year's brand new. We were not counting this year's yeah. in that total. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's something amazing. Steve, that's awesome. I'll let you get back to the tournament, Matt. I hope it's an awesome weekend. Appreciate the support, Reed, and all the best, all right? That is Steve Serdakny checking in from the Family Day Classic at Terwilliger Rec Center, familydayclassic.com, to get more info. I will rejoin you for the Faceoff show at 11.30 in the morning. The Oilers and the Stars get going at 1. Talk to you then.